Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey everyone, issue three of the WrestleTalk magazine is available for pre-order now. Head over to WrestleTalk.BigCartel.com for more information. We've got a great issue this month featuring our reviews of the Royal Rumble, Wrestle Kingdom 10 and Raw 25, including the WrestleTalk crew counting down their top 25 moments of Raw history. So head over to WrestleTalk.BigCartel.com for more information. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena, 16-time WWE champ, saying support WrestleTalk, because they talk about wrestling, and I like it. So do us all a favor and subscribe, please. And thank you. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Redacted Nation, and hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the dickens are you on this cold Monday afternoon? It is nip hard. Mm. It is very nip hard. Uh, I'm good because this week it's Bully and Spoon. <laughs> So we're to, do you want to say that now? I feel like yeah. we should say that for the end. No, of the no, no, show. no. I, I want to confuse podcast listeners. This is your fault, podcast listeners, for not listening to the very end of every show that we do. But that's unfair to the people who are just uh, joining us. This might be their no, very no, first no, episode. No, 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 no. Going to treat every podcast like it's someone's first podcast. Not anymore. I'm going to be more alienating. Oh, you want to? You've be... got to go back and listen to everything you've missed. You're going to be the anti-Stanley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I'm reading the boys at the moment. Which is kind of about an anti-Stanley approach. Oh, really? You, it's uh, it's Garth Ennis. Mm-hmm. It's in a world where superheroes are dicks, right? And there's a renegade, not renegade, but sort of government-sanctioned unit that keeps tabs on these superheroes and beats the crap out of them when they have too many hookers or kill too many babies. It's typical gross Garth Ennis. I was stuff. about to say it sounds very much like a Garth Ennis comic. Yeah, uh, but there's. It's effectively all the Marvel comics of old. They're called Victory Comics in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are just publicity material. No, as, it's propaganda. Spin, yeah, yeah. spin to, to make these superheroes look like normal people. But they're actually all sociopaths mm. because they've got unlimited power and they never had to learn morals. 
very but it's, nice. it's amazing yeah, it's very good uh so anyway but back to the manner in hand bullion spoon that is the spoon of the day today. Spoon of the episode. Spoon of the episode. It is a round bowled spoon, somewhat smaller than a soup spoon. So imagine a soup spoon in your mind. It's a little bit smaller than that. It's a bullion spoon. I've uh, very much enjoyed since we started Spoongate um, that people just send me pictures of spoons now. Mm. It's it's nice every morning I wake up. There's usually a different spoon in my inbox. Well, what's the... Uh, the room thing is it a plastic fork? Is it, yes, and uh, yes, is, and it's plastic spoons as well. Oh, is it? Okay, that's a, a, a notoriously bad film. If the, the disaster artist was based on, yeah, uh, people in interactive screenings, people take plastic cutlery and thread at the screen in various points. Yeah, do they do? So, if we were to ever do a live show, which I'm adamant oh, about not doing, which we are going to do, uh, maybe that will be the year. thing. People would all have to when we come out and we go, "Hey, how's everyone doing?" That's when people throw the plastic spoons onto the stage. Yes, I like yeah. it. Yeah, be- not not real spoons, not like metal. No, spoons. that would be that would hurt, and not women's underwear as well. No, I mean, no. but that's going to happen regardless, that, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. People are going to lose control. <laughs> They're going to see us in the flesh. So, uh, yeah, good show we have in store for you today. Let's do some Wrestle Ramble reviews from iTunes. If you leave a review on iTunes, five stars, please. We will read it out eventually and give you a cheap pop, like we're doing for D. Stanley 0789 currently right in, now. Currently in November 2017 is where we're catching up from. We've got a backlog, yeah. and they just write support. Just leaving a rating to show support. Thank you, guys. I listen to a few wrestling podcasts, and this is my favourite one for sure. The fantasy bookings are great. Thanks for the enjoyment you give me for free. You're very welcome, Thank D. You. Stanley. No worries, D. Stanley. Pledge on Patreon if you want, though. If, yeah, if you feel guilty about the freeness. There are ways to give us money. <laughs> and from Kilo86, great stuff. If you are looking for a great listen and some of the most random ramble, you have to give these guys a try. Well, thank you, Kilo86. Thank you, Kilo86. Speaking of random ramble, I have got an anecdote for the end of this podcast that I have got little confidence in. Oh, those are the best kinds. <laughs> Let's get on with the show. A couple of months ago, Dolph Ziggler won the United States title belt. He went to SmackDown the the following night after the pay-per-view or two nights after and just left the belt in the middle of the ring and walked out. It was by far the most interesting thing Ziggler has done in a long time. Probably since he won the World Heavyweight Championship when he cashed in Money in the Bank. And we were all like genuinely intrigued. Where's this going to go? Is Ziggler going to leave for a bit? That kind of makes me excited for his return. WWE's big planned reveal was coming back at number 30 in the Royal Rumble and doing nothing much and then getting eliminated. Mm-hmm. And then, last week on SmackDown, they just said, hey, Dolph Ziggler's having a match next week against yeah. Baron Corbin. And they just randomly announced that match. And they even said, like, it's the first time he's been on SmackDown in seven weeks. As if, like, oh, it's the payoff, I mm. guess, to uh, to the angle that you did seven weeks ago. And then last week... Shane McMahon just randomly announced on Twitter, oh, by the way, that match is now to determine a new number one contender of sorts. That that person, the winner, will be inserted into the triple threat fast lane match and make it a fatal four-way. I, I think half-assed is too generous. This is like an eighth, an eighth of a butt. Yeah. This is eighth 
asked. Like, so, I, so I put this up on Twitter, being mm. like, like, why is this? Why is this match happening? Lead into fast lane, and a lot of people quite correctly sort of said, and you know, as I figured, oh, it's just more of the Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan, anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah. If you can yeah. make number one contenders, I'll just add a number one contender randomly into this match. But that wasn't really my issue. I had with it. My issue was why these two guys. Why announce this on Twitter? Why is this happening? Like yeah. two guys who have zero momentum, like absolutely quite just one hundred percent flat at the moment, and one of them is now going to be in a WWE Championship match that mm. like next month, apropos of nothing. Which I mean that that we're assuming that he's going to beat Baron Corbin. We're, we're assuming well, no, Ziggler's going to win. I, even if Baron Corbin wins, he's still got no momentum. Yeah, yeah. So even then, like the night of the Royal Rumble, Ziggler's big return at number 30. <laughs> big return. He, he was originally planned to face Bobby Roode and answer Bobby Roode's open challenge on the pre-show. Which is where we all sort of figured the storyline was yeah. going, right? He was just going to like relinquish his United States Championship and then come back and declare himself the real mm. United States Champion. Only that storyline appears not to be happening now, which kind of just makes, A, Roode's title reign seem like his title win seem really rubbish and b his reign really rubbish now it just really devalues the belt devalues the belt definitely it's there were a lot of avenues and paths and storylines they could have explored with this and they chose none of them and it's it's really quite disappointing so you could have really built something with ziggler because he did have at least an intrigue of momentum and we said here look whatever comes of this is going to decide Ziggler's fate. You know, this could get hot and they could do something good with it and it could add for a resurgence in Ziggler's career because we know he's talented enough. We know he can speak, he can wrestle, he can sell. He's got a great look. Uh, and you, it was his legs were kind of cut out beneath him before when he was getting into the, into the main event picture. It was like a mixture of injuries when he had that concussion and had to relinquish the belt. And... WWE not fully getting behind him so maybe this was the time to finally get behind him and have a late resurgence in his career but they haven't done that and we said if they don't do this again and he's just going to be destined to be the Finn Balor of Smackdown just used to get over other people like oh we've got someone coming up from NXT Ziggler's dependable we're going to have them work a, a program with Ziggler he can get good matches out of them it's all professional and then he'll ultimately lose. Mm. And Ziggler even spoke about this on the Edge and Christian podcast, saying, I get I get that that's my role now, but even if that's my role, you need to give me a win every now and again to make the NXT guys coming up when they beat me for that to seem important. So we, we both said, if this comes to nothing, it's like, this is on him now. Mm -hmm. It's on, it's his fault because he has to leave WWE, he has to do a Cody, he has to do a Drew McIntyre, he has to prove himself outside WWE, make people want to see him again, remind people how good he is. You know, you can just see Dolph Ziggler going off and cutting these amazing promos on mobile phones or, or on tweets to like like a Jericho. If he turned up in New Japan one day, mm -hmm. that would that would completely change my opinion on Ziggler. But maybe his heart's not in it, because it seems, according to this kind of report, it was from a podcast from an indie wrestler, so he doesn't really have any kind of track record of uh, reliability, or like non-reliability either, it's just, just a rumour from an unsubstantiated source. 
that he's that Dolph Ziggler has now signed a big money deal and he can you know he'll he's content to just put people over and he gets to work on outside projects like his stand-up comedy. Oh, brilliant. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I did hear, I, I think if I, I remember correctly from the report, because I thought it was Brad Shepard that had reported Brad Shepard uh, sort of transcribed the podcast. Right, okay. Um, because I think the wording that they used was like, it was an offer he couldn't turn down, mm. which suggests that it really is a, a big, big money deal. And it's surprising, really surprising, because we knew his contract was coming up, like that was quite widely known. He'd spoken about that quite publicly. And even when people were tweeting him about leaving, he was very open in discussing, yeah, I'm off. Mm. I'm, I'm, people said, uh, I think someone tweeted him saying, like, when are you going to cut your hair? And he was like, when I leave. Yeah, yeah. So it's, re- it's very odd to then kind of like just do a big U-turn on that and then just, you know, re-sign with the company to be content with just putting people over. Mm. Or is this going to be now that he's signed this big money deal that WWE are investing money into him, that they're going to be like, right, finally, after 12 years, we're going to pull the trigger on you. It's now's your time. Yeah, God, he's been there so long. Yeah. It's 2006, uh, I think, was when he was doing the Spirit Squad wow. stuff. And then, which means probably about 2008 was when he started doing his solo stuff. So this is the the actual quote. This So this is from the Locker Room podcast, which is uh, independent wrestler Bin The Hacker Hammond's show. He said that it was at the 11th hour that they made Dolph Ziggler another offer he can't refuse. He can't refuse. (laughs) Uh, Big money and the fact that, now that he'll stay, he's willing to put anybody over, do jobs, whatever, on TV, and then he can leave after his matches. So one of the things you have to do, apparently, backstage, is you're expected to show up very early, way before the show starts, you know, if you're needed for interviews or segments you need to tape, whatever, go over matches and angles... And then you you don't leave until right at the end after mm. after the show. It's kind of a show of respect thing. John Cena uh, famously prides himself on being the first guy there and the last guy to mm. leave. I'm not sure that's the case now, but that was always his yeah. his deal back in like when he was trying to prove himself as one of the boys. And Dolph can now just leave whenever he wants to. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that. That's a way to you know. <clears throat> this really was an opportunity for him to mm. like like as you said rebuild your career just look at how look at Cody Rhodes Cody Rhodes was in a position in WWE where no one gave two F's about him like it was just like hey he's grand he's you know he's a solid hand in the ring but I'm just not invested in Cody Rhodes as a character he leaves WWE or you know he's released from WWE he goes over to Ring of Honor and all of a sudden now he's a name that people talk about people talk about like oh Cody Rhodes yeah he's great he's this he's that so much so that he and the Bullet Club are launching their own events. Mm. They're, they're running their own 10,000 seats events. This coming, is it August or, or September? I think it's September. September, yeah, it's early September, yeah. So they're doing like this, you know, this big show. He's completely revitalized his career. He's now working with New Japan. That, that could have been Dolph. It, it, it stuns me a little bit if this report is true that he's just taken. I don't know, quote unquote, the easy road mm. of just being like, hey, I'm just going to work at WWE, show up whenever I want, do some jobs, and then I'm off again. Like, maybe he has just had all of his luster beaten out of him. The crazy thing is, those names, the, the Cody, the Drew McIntyre slash Drew Galloway, like, I love them now. Mm. I, I'm still not completely sold as Cody as a, as a big thing, but I've always liked Cody. Uh, but when they were in WWE, I was never... I was never as much of a fan of them as I was Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been a huge Dolph Ziggler fan for a long, long time. Uh, especially, like, I don't think anyone saw 
Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre becoming the Drew Galloway of the Indies based on what he did oh. in WWE and 3MB and everything. So I'm, I'm really... I don't, he doesn't owe me anything. So I feel weird about saying, Dolph, you've let me down. But from that 2011 Ollie fan of Dolph Ziggler, who was a, you know, who wore the hashtag heel hoodie mm -hmm. that I had at Dolph's or of barbershop window ripping off a Dolph slogan. I, I'm, I wanted to see a real non WWE run for Dolph Ziggler. I mean, now I'm saying that out loud. He wouldn't have to be called Dolph Ziggler. No. Nope. Which I think we've all kind of accepted Dolph Ziggler, it's a name we're dealing with. <laughs> but then but then you stop and think, that's an awful name. Mm -hmm. It's an what well, one of the worst names from that period. Well, WWE could only come up with bad names for wrestlers. Oh, they had some dreadful yeah. names then. Michael McGillicutty, Lucky Cannon. Like, what does Lucky Cannon even mean? Mm, Husky Harris. Oh, another bad one. Uh, Percy Watson. Yeah, Showtime Percy yeah. Watson. Yeah, very, very bad time for wrestlers' names. So, it, he, could go, he could be... Because his actual name's pretty cool, isn't it? It's Nick, Nick Nemeth. Nick Nemeth, yeah. That's, that's Nick Nemesis. I don't know. That's, yeah. That sounds better. Uh I just, yeah, but if he, because he did really seem to love wrestling for a very long time, and maybe it's just been hammered out of him, like you say, and he, he really is more about the stand-up comedy, and he's thinking, I'm, you know, I imagine he's mid-30s, mid to late 30s maybe, now. Maybe, yeah. So does does he want to go to New Japan and work what would be a harder style? Or is, or is yeah, he just yeah, like, yeah. hey, I've done, I've had a very successful career, I've had all these amazing moments... I'm done with wrestling. Now. Maybe he's just, he's so used to that, the, the soft style of WWE, that if he mm. went to Japan, like, whoa, <laughs> slow down. Ow. Ow. I mean, what a brilliant first spot that would be. Like an Ishii shot. <laughs> and Dolph's oh, oh. <laughs> God, they actually hit you here. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I suppose what we're going to find out come Tuesday, mm. A, whether this report holds any water, because it depends on the outcome of the this Baron Corbin-Dolph Ziggler match. Because if Ziggler goes over and is inserted into this championship match, like, is that sort of a sign of faith? Is that, like, the WWE are actually pushing this guy? Or is, have they signed him to this, this jobber deal? So I suppose we'll find out more on Tuesday. But if, mm. they, if he is inserted into this uh, fast lane match, I can see quite a few people... Kind of getting on this bandwagon was like, well, yeah, but he was randomly inserted into that three-way for the United States Championship title, and he won it then, and no one saw that coming. So maybe they could be running this storyline that, hey, he might just win the belt out of nowhere, Whoa. come fast lane, and then what and the change that WrestleMania <laughs> dream match of AJ versus Nakamura that you've been building since Money in the Bank. The you're like gonna do it? They're yeah, yeah, they actually do that. The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. This episode of Wrestle Ramble is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you will get access to our exclusive Wrestle Ramble Extra podcast, where Ollie and I review pay-per-views from wrestling's past. Last month was Wrestle Kingdom 10, as voted for by you, and this month's poll is now open for just one more day. Currently in the lead is No Way Out 2004, where Eddie Guerrero finally won the WWE Championship, but not too far behind that is No Way Out 2004. 
2001, featuring the three stages of hell match between Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And by backing to us on Patreon, you'll help us reach our next goal, which is to live stream episodes of the Wrestle Ramble on YouTube. There are other perks available, including shoutouts, getting your questions fast tracked to the Wrestle Ramble mailbag, and so much more. So visit patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information and support WrestleTalk. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So just as two other little bits over the weekend, uh talking of New Japan and other wrestling promotions, Rey Mysterio. Booyaka turned up, well, didn't turn up via pre recorded video uh, message in New Japan to challenge Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. Man, what a great match that'll be as well. Like, I know they, cool. they've, they've, they've had one meeting in the past, I believe. I think it was on an episode of Nitro or. Uh, Starcade 1996. Oh, okay, so yeah. it wasn't a WCW pay per view. But so, yeah, I mean, this will be a very interesting match considering how what great shape that Ray was in. Uh, at the Royal Rumble, mm. and this is another sign. I was actually talking to um, a friend of mine who's a he's a lapsed fan, a genuine lapsed fan. Watched it in the late nineties and early two thousands, then just stopped watching and never returned. What was the event? Was it Invasion or was it Stone Cold? Never really He just sort of just, just stopped watching. Just found girls. That's, I think that's probably what yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. Lena Dunham uh, sitcom girls. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. exactly what he found. Yeah, he was like Wrestling, a lot of wrestling fans went to that show. He's just like Adam Driver's so great. Yeah. I need to watch more of him. Um, so. He was, and we actually watched a bit of wrestling. He was mm. like, "Oh, I'd, I'd, you know, he's seen it a couple of times when he's been around mine." He's like, "I think I could easily get back into this," and I'm like, "Oh, cool. Well, I've got the network. 
do you want to watch anything? He was like, yeah, um, I've you know you've you've talked about NXT. Show me some NXT. And, and what did you show him? I, I showed him. Um, I I didn't want to show him the the Elmas Gargano match because mm. I think you need a bit more context sure. for that. So I just showed him um, Adam Black versus Alistair. Uh, I did it again. Alistair Alistair Black versus Adam Cole. I see why Mauro Ronaldo had so much trouble during this match because I noticed mm. it more this second time round watching it. He butchers their names every other time he says it. It's it's very easy to do when you're marble mouth like I am. Um, but he quite enjoyed that. And then we watched the Pete Dunne uh, Tyler Bate match from Chicago sure. last year. And he very much enjoyed those. As apropos of nothing, the point I was going to make was that he was asking about these kind of outside, these other non WWE companies. Mm. They said, like, oh, New Japan's on a really big rise at the moment. They had a, re- got a lot of momentum coming out of Wrestle Kingdom 10 because they just had Chris Jericho wrestle. 12. 12, sorry. It's because we just reviewed Wrestle Kingdom 10. Uh, wrestle Kingdom 12 because they had Chris Jericho there. That's a name he recognised. was like, oh, Jericho, is he still wrestling? Yes. And I was like, yeah, he is. God, we're in such a bubble. <laughs> if someone asks, Jericho guy, still wrestle? Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty big deal over <laughs> the last <laughs> few months. And so I was saying, like, and I think that's what New Japan are going to be doing now. They're going to be looking to get some of mm. these stars, maybe try and convert some lapsed fans, maybe even just trying to, like, you know, build some of this uh, momentum in the West by signing these former WWE guys. They were even in talks with Goldberg at one point. Goldberg, that's a name I recognise. Is he still wrestling? Yeah, he had a run in WWE. Kind of, Kind yeah. of, yeah. He wrestled for about seven minutes, all mm. told. Um, so we kind of, like, you know, thought about that. And it's, it's very interesting, then, that, uh, you know, after we've had that conversation, then Reg debuts... "Quote unquote" for big po- uh, big air quotes for podcast listeners. Mm. Take a drink. Regger debuts in in New Japan. Yeah, so he's gonna face Jushin Thunder Liger at the Strong Style Evolve Strong Style Evolve show in Long Beach in March. That which was originally where it was rumored Jericho was gonna face Naito, mm. but it seems that might be postponed until June. Mm. So I'm thinking that new if that's the case, New Japan might be thinking, oh, not only I know we've already sold out this this show in March. But it's going to be broadcast live by Axis TV. We kind of want a big WWE name draw. Mysterio had just done the very successful Royal Rumble return. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a very smart decision by them to continue opening up the West. I completely agree because I think they're mm. on a, they've got a, such a wave of momentum that they can ride at the moment. And this this could be like a, a you know, big... And Dave Meltzer was saying on uh, Wrestling Observer Radio when Strong Style Evolved sold out in like, you know, is it 20 minutes? Some, it, yeah, very quickly. And it would have been quicker if the website hadn't crashed. So, like, it could have been a matter of minutes. Yeah. And Dave was saying, like, I don't know why they didn't book a bigger building. Well, they, it they... crashed at the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> Five stars at the Tokyo yeah, Dome. Yeah, yeah. He's like, why didn't they book a bigger building? They mm. must have known that they were going to sell out really quickly and even if you weren't going to methodical s- they're doing it methodically and even if you weren't going to sell out in a matter of minutes you'd have sold out eventually if you'd mm. have booked a, a bigger building so but you're right this is like a methodical thing next time they do it they're going to be like why are we going to book this arena here where we sell out in two minutes let's book a 10,000 seat arena and see how we get on I, I think this is a smart strategy you yeah. just you just slowly more and more dip in your toes there and you're still you're not exhausting demand by completely flooding the market with tickets. I I think it's smart, but I can see the argument the other way. I think they're both like valid approaches. Mm-hmm, yeah. The Meltzer did say that he was kind of disappointed. It rather than having this dream match of Ray versus Liger, which I think's awesome. That's mm-hmm. just going to be because for what they lack in athletic ability, these at this stage in their career. Man, they're going to make up for an experience and just storytelling. Yeah. So I'm interested to see the saged storytellers of the junior heavyweight division, mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio and, and Liger. 
So that's going to be really cool. But he said that, that he would prefer Mysterio and Liger teaming up against the Young Bucks. Oh, that's as like cool. A match. Yeah. And that's also really cool. But I think you can, if Ray's going to do multiple dates, don't know if he is, uh, that could be something you do down the line. Yeah, that but I think really this is cool. a good a good match. First off, yeah, I'm I'm really behind this. And elsewhere, Emma showed up at the I think it was called Honor Reign Supreme. Honor Reign Supreme because mm, it's on the uh, Ring of Honor. Yeah, it's on uh, Fight TV for free. If you because it was it was essentially it was a, a broadcast house show. Mm. So you, if you want to go onto to Fight TV, you can watch it for free on there. I was actually going to watch it later on today because um, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. But she's obviously debuted under her real name. As it just as she just Gone as, as Tennille. Tennille Dashwood. Oh, okay. So she has gone as under her full name. Um, so yeah, Emma in uh, in Ring of Honor. Good for her. Like really, really good for her because she was very underutilized mm. in WWE. In a shock release uh, late last year when I went on my honeymoon, the first thing that happened, Emma's been released. I was like, what happened? Like, what, 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 what did she do? Apparently, nothing. She was heartbroken that you got married. That's and wow. then like what a what a blow to to see you get married. Luke's off the market. Then future endeavoured on that side. What a, what a terrible weekend! And then Leo Rush made fun mm. of her. So uh, she's going to enter the Women of Honor tournament, which I think is a sixteen-person tournament it certainly is. to decide the first ever women's ROH champion. Mm. So, like, she's one of the favourites, surely, to win. And I think if she does her proper evil Emma gimmick. That could be a nice way to build the Ring of Honor women's division. And they've got um, Angelina Love's in that tournament as well, haven't they? And um, I didn't see Angelina Love. Is she? I Madison Rain's Madison in it. Madison Rain's in it. I thought I saw that Angelina Love was in the tournament as well. I know that um, Diana Perrazzo mm-hmm. is in the list, so I think she's one of the favourites too. We've got some Patreon questions here. If you donate $50 a month or more to Patreon, you're fast-tracked into the mailbag. So first up from Paul E. Dangerously Jarman, what's the worst botch? you've ever seen in wrestling and what's the most the, sorry what's the best slash most exciting spot or bump you've ever seen right mm. so both of mine are from more or less the same period actually oh, yeah. and because they're ones that just really stick in my head I mean obviously we were talking about the uh, the, the Jodie Fleisch um, that's my one yeah, thanks for well, spoiling my well, one sorry I mean I, I, I can't remember if that was the one you, you'd gone yes. with or not but the one I was going to mention was uh King of the Ring 2001, mm-hmm. Kurt Angle doing a belly-to-back suplex uh, or belly-to-belly suplex overhead through what was meant to just... It was, you know, through a glass panel that was meant mm. to shatter. Didn't quite shatter. And, well, it didn't shatter at all. And Shane just dropped and just hit his head right right on the floor. It's a nasty-looking bump. Apparently, It's like a hard floor. Oh, it, well, it was, yeah. yeah. And the, the story is that uh, the first thing that Shane did was start to count... Um, was like a check if he can feel his fingers, and then start to count to see if he can remember things. Mm. Which about, I mean, it was quite a mature thing to do, you know. Just like, ow, quick check, make sure I'm okay. I can count. Okay, I think I'm all right. But then my favorite thing about that then is Kurt Angle just picks him up, and Kurt Angle's just got this look in his look in his eyes here, like you're going through this. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've decided you're going through this. I thought he asked. I've heard that he asked Shane, uh, "Yeah, are you okay?" And Shane goes, "Yeah, do it again." Oh, I'd imagine and, it was. Yeah. But uh, the look in Kurt Angle's eyes was just like, this time, <laughs> you are going through. And he just launches him so hard. What a it. rivalry between Kurt and that glass pane. <laughs> yeah. Because they, it was meant to be gimmicked, but uh, yeah. something was wrong and they didn't gimmick the glass. Yeah. So it was an actual glass window that they were putting Shane through. Kurt Angle had three matches that night because he mm. was also in the King yeah. of the Ring tournament. Yeah, 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 Absolutely yeah. crazy. But my sort of like best, most exciting spot that like always sticks in my mind 
is uh, TLC 2 from WrestleMania. Jeff Hardy hanging from the title belts. Yeah. Just dangling above the ring. Edge on top of a ladder. Mm. Just jump and spearing him. Like, you look back now and you're like, Oof. I mean, I could tell why your career was quite short, Edge, after a while, you know, all told. But man, what a spot. Mm. And like, it was a spot that really sort of made both guys and... Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's, it could be on WrestleMania highlight packages uh, for for years and years and years. So you've already given away what my uh, worst botch well, is. Only if people know what it is, you can now describe so, yeah, it. So okay, so this I, th- I think it was a three way with Roderick Strong and AJ Styles and Jody Fleisch. Oh, I love Jody uh, Fleisch, man. He so he yeah, favorites. he's he's a great, uh, great UK yeah. independent wrestler. So awesome, an amazing high flyer. And he, yeah, it's his series with Johnny, uh, Storm. Johnny Storm, which is which is just incredible. Uh, and he, so I oh, think sorry, it's Ruddy who's that. on that the outside. In my backyard, I was in Portsmouth. We yes, a lot in the FWA. Yeah, FWA. So uh, jo- this is about 2011, I think. Jody Fleisch does a shooting star press off the top rope, not the top turnbuckle, but the top rope, like a springboard thing. Onto Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong moves on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it didn't it's just not, like it's not go, a miss. I'm just not going. Nope, not having that one. <laughs> it was it was planned, but then uh, Fleisch lands on the ring steps. Uh, sorry, the entrance ramp steps. Jaw first, just completely down, breaks his jaw, and it's 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 a horrific botch. It's so sickening and. The what the reason it always comes up first in my head when someone says what's the worst botch you've ever seen is because I worked on a show that had a don't try this at home sting at the start and what is the the first clip every time Jody Fleisch shooting yep. star press and I still can't watch it no I know I st- I'm still behind but I still wince well I was gonna say because I I used to present that show yes. uh, from time to time and I was at a friend of mine's uh, house um oh, the author of um, Bob Holly's autobiography mm. and he um he just happened to catch it and he was like oh I've just seen um, that show you do and I was like oh brilliant he's like have you seen the botch that's at the start of it and I was like yes and I do not like to watch it again do not rewind it I don't want to watch yeah, it again yeah. so that's oh, a, nasty the early days of British Wrestling Weekly mm. which of course you can enjoy via NGW on NGW's YouTube channel or if it's just on our channel page we feature their, their latest episodes every week mm-hmm. it's much better now that we're not hosting it it's, <laughs> it's much bit, much better bit more, it's a bit more professional yeah now. yeah uh, and and so most best, most exciting spot or bump I've ever seen. I've got to go for a Shane McMahon as well. A Shane O'Max all yeah. over this segment. Well, this was uh, SummerSlam 2000. This was... You the... can tell the period that we were super yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I'd never seen anything like it. Because I'd only seen uh, uh, the Mankind Hell in a Cell match in clips and after the fact by this point when I was a kid. But uh, yeah, Shane McMahon... Versus Steve Blackman. Shane is tra- it's a hardcore match. Shane is trying to get away from Blackman, and he starts to to go up the what would you call it? The structure. The structure. The super structure of the Titantron, and he's up so high. And Jim Ross is going, "Oh my God, it must be forty feet." I'm like, I don't know what forty feet looks like. So sure, <laughs> but I am pretty sure it's closer to twenty. And Blackman is quite a way beneath him. Yeah, and has a kendo stick, and he's just clobbering Shane. And Shane can't go anywhere else. And every clobber, Shane's hands loosen a little bit more. And on one of them, he falls backwards. Doesn't even look. Like, he just falls backwards. And thank God, he lands in the gimmicked up. I imagine it's just like all sponge and crash mats and everything in this uh, Cardboard cardboard box area. And then Steve Blackman climbs a long way down. 
and does a relatively safe elbow drop. <laughs> I was like, come on, man, jump off the thing. Uh, but that was that's just incre- incredible to me. Um, of course, there are more magnificent and spectacular things, but for me as a twelve-year-old kid, mm. that was that was incredible. It was kind of amazing because, like, there was that that was a period in wrestling when those sorts of spots almost became expected. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, a friend of mine was like, he was also into wrestling at the time. That's all he wanted to see. He he did. He wasn't bothered about matches. He just wanted to see these crazy, like, crazy high spots. Yeah. I remember him always saying, like, oh, why don't they do like ladder spots on top of the Hell in a Cell? And I'm like. Yeah, uh, there's probably a good reason why because it's incredibly dangerous it's not a video game <laughs> we can do that on Wrestlemania 2000 don't expect it in real life yeah exactly so and then we have Jared Conatster Conatster I always struggle with that one when we do the uh, the Hall of Fame ring mm. induction uh, via Patreon as well has Vince McMahon completely given up on the revival seems like it they're now a step above jobbers I can see them facing Bala Club again next week Excuse me, I was trying well, to. Right there. I was trying to keep down a little hiccup. Oh, I was wrestling with that through that line with Finn going over as well, and with Finn posting a picture of him kicking Miz in the face. That match must be coming. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's pretty. That seems to be the direction is is uh, Finn v Miz. Um, so where does that leave the revival? Yeah, I mean, Ballot Club. Well, yeah, maybe it is the Ballot Club, but can we sort of already seen this? Like we, they, yeah. they've already had their fifty-fifty thing. Like they won at Raw twenty, the Ballot Club won at Raw twenty-five, Revival won at uh, Royal Rumble. Like, where did mm. the feud go from here? And then Finn and Carl Anderson beat them on Raw. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm, you got to get it's it's two two to one. Now. Oh, I suppose you got to get it proper fifty-fifty. Got to get their win back, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So it's a real shame as well because I, I was recently thinking about. I haven't really watched it, but I was thinking about the the, the three way from. Uh, Takeover Orlando last God, year, and how match. great they were! Like, and how just good the revival were, and this there was a match with American Alpha and mm-hmm. Dallas the year previous, which is just a stunning tag team match. It's so good, and um, yeah, it's just it's it's, it's really disappointing because I had such high hopes when they coming up to the main roster, but I feel now I'm not sure if Vince was, has given up on them, but they have a stigma about them that you're injury prone. And once you have that stigma, it's very hard to get rid of it. Yeah, so about a month after their call-up, after WrestleMania 33, uh, one Dawson got injured with broken jaw. Yes, he broke it, yeah. And then Dash got it, or no, Dash got injured, broken jaw. And then yes, Dawson, Dawson got yeah, injured yeah. in the middle of their SummerSlam build, so either July or early August. You know, because they were meant to have that uh, Hardys, Galanderson, something else, uh, four-way match. Mm. That never happened. Uh, because Dawson injured his bicep. Uh, bicep yeah, yeah, bicep, I think. That took him out until December. I, yeah, I think in Vince's mind, he probably never got them in the first place. This is a Triple H yeah. pet project. Yeah, yeah. And like you say, Vince's, Vince just thinks they're probably injury prone now. So you're at a certain level and you're never going to get pushed beyond that. But I don't think the Triple H way is working either. Because the whole Raw 25 thing, I know we've talked about this, and I know that was a they got the rub. an out-of-continuity show. But I, I think Triple H's way of getting... like, and he, and he probably thinks this is the right thing to do because, by all accounts, he's a huge fan of the revival because he's a huge fan of that style of 80s wrestling, of just huge, classic tag team bouts. And he's a huge fan of tag teams. Mm. Like, that's quite evident just by looking at NXT. There's like more tag teams at NXT than there are on the main roster. Yeah, but so even though Triple H has the best intentions for the revival, 
I don't think his methodology to get them over is helping them at all. Because that whole DX shenanigans, I, I have no doubt that Triple H genuinely thought this is going to get these guys over. They got the rub. But it hasn't. It's really harmed them. It's And they've just lost in the, the consequent following weeks. I yeah. won the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I could, did they? Yeah, they did. They beat uh, Galanderson at the Royal Rumble. Oh, in the pre-show? Yeah. Oh, come on. But then they lost like a, an actual match yeah. the, the week after on Raw. I, I haven't got high hopes. But when Triple H gets the book in five years' time, when the XFL is on its last legs... <laughs> Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll get a. That, um, yeah, I think there's there's a few guys that are going to basically sit there being like, oh, man, when when Trips gets the keys, that'll be my time. That'll be mm. my time. Or, or maybe they'll just end up like Dolph Ziggler and just be always yeah. be waiting for your time. Twelve years down the line. Excuse the tears in my eyes. Just got emotional and drunk water down the wrong pipe. <coughs> so we're gonna have some quick fire. I'm gonna storm through it. Yeah, quick fire from through. at I am charisma. How are you guys doing? I don't know, man. How are you doing? I've got, I just drank some water down the wrong hole. Yeah. So, not very well. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm quite tired. I did, like, oh, I need 10 hours worth of driving over the weekend. So, um, I'm just like, well, actually, it's probably more than that. I need 12, 15. So, I'm very tired at the moment. Azo Alonso, what should be the women's title matches for Mania? Well, I'm guessing it's, uh, I mean, I'd like to see it be Asuka versus Sasha Banks. I agree. And Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. Um, or Charlotte versus Becky Lynch, I'd also like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Majanda Janda, cats or dogs? Uh, cats. I hate dogs. I'm a cat person. I love cats, but I don't hate dogs. I hate dogs. How can you just hate dogs? I just hate dogs. They're just so What's... needy and yappy, and at least cats well. can just look after themselves. They're grand. Adam Cran. Who needs to turn heel to save their character? Oh, I mean... Roman Reigns. Quite <laughs> obviously. Um, I don't even think it's Roman. Um, yeah, I don't really have an answer for that. Maybe Finn. Finn. I think Finn will benefit more yeah. from it. My my life. I think the company would benefit better if it was Reigns, though. Mm-hmm. My life is in eight bit. Disappointed or excited that Ray is going to New Japan over returning to WWE. I can see him still possibly doing both. You know, I, because these New Japan things are like mm. per appearance deals, so it doesn't rule out the uh, the return to WWE at all. I've really got no, no interest in seeing Ray back in WWE. Not particularly. Like, uh, like he was great as a Royal Rumble surprise entrant, but in terms of working a prolonged storyline, I mm. yeah, I just yeah, yeah I like these one-off dream matches here and there. I don't. I'm, Week to week television, no. That is how I would like Ray. If Ray was to return to WWE, more in that part time schedule where you just like you know you work at a SummerSlam and then you're not seen mm. for for the rest of the year. John Otto Lazar should AJ Styles turn heel in the build up to his showdown against Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania 34? No, no. I think that this. I'm looking forward to a face versus face bounce. Yes. You keep the heel turn in the back pocket because later on down the line, a heel AJ Styles versus face Nakamura, that allows you to tell a different kind of match. Yeah, but you say that, but Finn's going over to SmackDown and he's going to turn heel <laughs> in my fantasy booking, so sure. AJ can stay face. Bond to the future. What's your favourite bad match that was so bad it was good? 
Um, Jenna Maraska versus Charmel. TNA Victory yes. Road, 2011, I think it was. It might be 2012. Uh, oh, we're both going ladies' matches. Oh, yeah? I'm going Melina Fox. Uh, Melina versus uh, Alicia Fox. One of the best matches ever, Just wasn't it? for that priceless, tough enough reaction from Stone Cold. And there's also, uh, speaking of great women's matches, uh, Cameron, the other Funkadactyl that wasn't Naomi. Um, I think she had a match, I think it was against Naomi, mm. on Raw when Naomi was lying on her front and Cameron tried to pin her and then shout at oh, the yeah. ref for not counting the pin. Like, that would just, you know, put these people on live TV. David Gill 001, when do you think Asuka should lose her first match? Uh, never. You will never? No, no, no. no. Uh, she should I'm... lose uh, just a random Raw one day Yeah. to, to Charlotte, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, as a, as a serious answer, WrestleMania against Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks cheating this? to win this WrestleMania, no. completing the Sasha Banks heel Whoa. turn, and then having Asuka chasing the belt because <clears throat> it gives Sasha the credence of finally defending her Raw Women's Championship and defeat and defeating Asuka and ending the streak. That could be a great heel momentum mm. character for Sasha Banks. I like that, but I think it's too early on the main roster for Asuka's streak to end. I I mm. would mm. I would be a fan of Asuka you know almost living long enough to become the villain where she becomes a heel and maybe that's how you get a Bailey over because Bailey finally defeats Asuka or for some poetic justice Ember Moon that's about the same with me yeah, so like Ember maybe Moon finally overcomes Wrestlemania next year yeah. you have Ember Moon and you can kind of tell the story yeah I, I could go for either of those Narf Monster do you think John Narf. Cena will win a 17th world championship yes yes Usman Ashafar six three five eight. What is your favourite WrestleMania? WrestleMania X seven. I was gonna yeah thirty. I liked recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kog Kogan E team pineapple or pizza? Pineapple on pizza? Yay or nay? This is very much a question for you because you are a pizza man. Uh, I quite like pineapple on pizza. It's fine. Uh, Tom Kushney. Why did Wrestle Talk turn on Tom Kushney? I'll leave this one to you. Because he's a, uh, you know, he's not worth. He's just rubbish. He was stinking up that roster. A Jewel Hall nine seven. Who should induct Taker into the Hall of Fame? Um, hmm. Kane. I think would probably be the most poetic uh, ent- like person to induct him. But it's got to be Vince. Yeah, maybe you should I be Vince. Vince. Yeah, that's a great shout. Mm. I didn't even think of that. What a brilliant shout. Who were you going to say before I interrupted? Uh, the Million Dollar Man. He brought him into the company. Yeah. Uh, Lil Harrier. Any wrestlers you guys hated, <coughs> but now love slash changed your mind on, or vice versa? Any wrestlers you guys hated, but now love? John Cena. Yeah, actually, yeah that's a great idea. Um, Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh wow, yeah. When Braun came in, I was like, he's a lumbering goofball. He was ju- he was green as goose poop, and he just uh, yeah, it was. Just, it felt like he was when they were talking about they're going to build to a uh, Braun Strowman Undertaker match. We were like, oh dear lord, no, mm-hmm. that sounds like it's got horrible written all over it. He's turned that all around. And by the following year, we loved Braun. In fact, Nia Jax, I was not a fan of in NXT. Mm. But she's really good on the main roster. Yeah, she's been really great. Superhero Rockst- Superhero Rockstar. Superhero Rockstar. It's one. Yeah, but there's the, it's actually Super he-, he Rockstar. Oh, yeah. They've merged all the words. That's clever. Will Mike the Miz ever be in a world title picture again? No. Maybe as a raw main event. Oh, well, like, yeah, like, like a B like show. A, yeah. yeah. No, Not I, even I... a B show. Like, if Roman's the champion 
maybe Miz one week and oh, get a Raw main event shot, man. and that'll be built as a big thing. Yeah, I don't think it, it's not really a big thing though, is I've seen them wrestle like twenty five million <laughs> yeah. times. Uh, Robert Bartle, PW. What current independent star do you think would fare best in WWE? Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Always Keith Gavin Lee. Gavin J. Griffiths. For future reference, anytime you ask a question about independent wrestlers in mm. WWE, the answer will always be Keith Lee. In line with your crap gimmick roster, what's what's your least favourite gimmick you've ever seen in WWE or elsewhere? Least favourite gimmick? That's a tough one, that is, because um, there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like I'm ragging on them a little bit because I've now named them twice in my least favourite things or so bad things. But I'm going back to TNA again. Mm. Either for putting Okada in the Green Hornets... Yes. Um, uh, the the um, Kato role when he was O Kato. I mean, talk about bad man. Uh, TNA again, Goldust when he was over there as Black Rain, and he was against. I never minded Black Rain. Uh, he was just so, oh, he was so bad. And he was up against Relic, which is killer, mm. spelt backwards. And also around that time, God, you could tell Vince Russo was booking it when you had um, Sheikh Abdul Bashir, which was Daivari's gimmick, where his entrance music started with a plane crashing or the sound of a plane crashing. I uh, so I got I can't pick one off the top of my head, but now you've mentioned TNA. That time when Samoa Joe had a knife. Oh, and he had a penis drawn on his face. Yeah, he was kidnapped yeah. by ninjas. That was. Uh, that <laughs> then, one. then he tried to stab Scott Steiner. Yeah. <laughs> Lead B-Man. If Triple H gets full control, do you think we'll see a return to a two-person commentary team on the main roster? Good question. Um, mm. No, I think they like the three-man commentary booth. I think that's just a WWE thing. I think they've kidded themselves into it. The only... I don't think it'll be Triple H that changes that. I just think it'll be time and they'll get bored. What can we do to shake things up? Two-man. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, because there's a three-man <laughs> commentary team in NXT, which is a Triple H project, so I would assume that he'll keep that. Kenworth packs. When Matt Hardy and Bray end their feud, what do you think is next for Matt? Jeff Hardy. I think more Bray Wyatt. Yeah, oh, well, yeah I was going to say, this is keep that feud going. Never-ending year, man. Kingslayer123, do you think Finn will be a world champion again? Yes, on SmackDown. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, Jones, Certainly not on Raw. Jones Alex 540 why don't you watch 205 Live now that Triple H is in charge of it? I do. Yeah, we, tr- we try to watch it when we can. Well, I, I do watch it. Mm, there we go. Good show. Good show, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was a solid fun. show. We didn't get to record this uh, in advance like we usually do. So we're actually coming in on a Monday. Probably timely, really, considering what big news there was over the yeah. weekend with those the New Japan and Ring of Honor debuts and um, Dolph perhaps re-signing with WWE. Bit of Dolph, man. So come on, put us out of our misery and into more misery with this <laughs> okay this, not that confident anecdote well this will require you to um to load up youtube at some point oh as well. it's I, gonna be contrived which means i'm gonna have to uh, do some loading uh, uh, some editing of myself because i'm not gonna edit in the uh, the sound of from your laptop i'm gonna edit in the actual so what should i search for well let me let me give you some backstory okay. to the anecdote first off so i was at my friend's house over the weekend the friend that i spoke about in the show and uh, we'd watched the rugby not much interest to me but we went back to uh, the house and we just started chatting about things you know the way that friends do we were sitting mm. around they were drinking I had to drive so I was just enjoying a cup of tea and we were just bantering back and forth about sort of nonsense nice and then we sort of got into this conversation I can't remember how this happened about um, things that people say as if everyone around you knows them right and then it just sounds really weird 
but then you go like no 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 this is a real thing and then you have to go on and you have to kind of explain it and you have to show people what this is mm. and um my friend tom's fiance uh, who's they're getting married in about five weeks uh, rosanna just said like this is just like when you said why does the boat go and tom burst into laughing and he was like no but that is a real thing why does the boat go why does the boat go so uh, you are a, uh, um, a child of similar age to me, which means in 1997, you heard Celine Dion's um, My Heart Will Go On. Right. Ad finitum. Yes. There is a line in that song that says, why does the boat go? Why does the boat go? If you search for it now, I'm gonna, obviously I'm going to edit this in. Uh, Wait, so, so I'm actually looking for the official Celine. Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On. It's um, two minutes. If you want to, do I want to get the lyrics? No, no, no. Uh, two minutes and thirty seconds into the song is where you want to go to podcast listens. If you want to hear this for yourself, oh, it's romantic. I mean, you, you, you don't know, have to. I think you can hear this in the background, and we can just talk over it like they do on the radio. <laughs> I might just edit in the actual, uh, the official bit though, because it's it is a backing vocal that you're listening out for. So if you want to skip ahead to two minutes thirty, whoa, whoa, whoa! No, I'm going to watch the entire thing. Let's, yes, here we, we go. We need to skip ahead because no one needs to hear us just talk about this dreadful music video. Do you know what? But it's actually a tune. Oh, yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was so weird. So this kind of like sparked us listening to loads of Celine Dion songs Mm. because we're in our 30s and we're cool. What other ones are there? That was what I thought. Do you know who knows loads of Celine Dion Dion songs and the lyrics to them? You're betrothed. My wife. Wow. They were playing all these songs. My wife knew every single one of them and knew all the words to them as well. I was like, who? Where did this come Mm. from? I've never known this about you. She's kept it hidden. She has. It's not on our playlist. So, so two two thirty. Yeah, so, so I'm going to go to two twenty four. But it comes a little bit after. So you go to two thirty. You want me to go to two after two thirty? So I'm going to yeah. go to two thirty one to just save some time. Okay. Okay. Right. So you need to be listening. So you're listening. It's a backing vocal. It comes up just after this bit here. Why does the boat go? Why does the boat go? <laughs> just wow. A, yeah, a really... I've heard that song 10,000 plus Stop times. Oh. And I've never heard the backing <laughs> lyric of Why does the boat go? I mean, it hasn't it hasn't shattered my world. No, I see, no, this is why no. I had no confidence in it. I thought you're either going to think this is very funny or not at all. Yeah, uh... Hmm. Should we just see what happens in, if we go into a YouTube hole? So up next, I will always love you by Whitney Houston. We've got other things to be getting. I on have nothing here. by Whitney Houston. <laughs> it's just all Whitney. It's a loop. Now we're back at I will always love you. No, hang on. We're we're, no. we're, we're losing ourselves here. Oh my god. What what's happening to the show? Oh no, we're getting somewhere. Guy covers Whitney Houston's. I have. Now we now we're on to an America's Got Talent. Do you know what's funny? We actually watched this video on Saturday. This is the power of YouTube's algorithm. We need to stop this now. I'm taking over. Uh, I'm, I'm taking control. I'm taking over. I'm stopping this now. Okay. That was a gimmick that could have worked, or a, a rather a, uh, an act that could have worked, but uh, <coughs> you didn't like it. Sorry, man. The I only even, thing I, I did. take this all out of the podcast. The only thing I did over the weekend was try sake for the first time. Try sake? Sake. 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 <laughs> for F's sake. Japanese spirit or mm-hmm. Japanese heavily alcoholic wine. How was it? Freaking loved it. Yeah? Yeah, it was really tasty. Was, was this in your straight. fasting? 
It was after the fasting. Well, obviously, it was after. of course. Yeah, but <laughs> this it was you the did, treat. But you did do another fast over. The, I did, the I did, and it was much better. Mm. Like I've, I've, I think I've cracked it now. So it can, I can go twenty four hours a, a twenty four hour period without food or any calories quite comfortably. Um. So once again, what is the point of all this? Um, save money on food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's, so there's a uh, the, the gold standard of the fast is you want to get a seven to fourteen day fast. You want to do that about Why? twice a year. You want to do that about twice a year because uh, you get to the chemical process of autophagy, which uh, is spelt P H A G Y, not like autophagy. <laughs> it's autophagy, and it is where your body, so because it's not concentrating on on just metabolizing food, it can be like, hey. We've got some time here. Let's let's have a clear out. Let's guys, let's have a clear out. Liver, clear your stuff out. You know, left foot, you you sort out all your dead cells. And the current literature is that it's a very good preventative measure for cancer. So you do it twice a year. At the moment, it seems like it helps future risk of cancer. Of course, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one. Do your own research, folks. Don't, like, not eat for half a year and then die and blame it on WrestleTalk. <laughs> uh, I've done a lot of reading on this to get to this point. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's one of the reasons, but okay. there's multiple others. I will, will <coughs> never be taking part in Yes. Do we do some iTunes reviews? And yeah, get out yeah. So, this, 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 and this outro has fallen apart. Psycho Zero WR3XXX. I'm hoping everyone stayed. Because they're afraid of missing out on some spoon shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, we better listen to the end. Don't want to not know what's going on at the start of the next podcast. It's a damn good podcast. The only podcast I listen to about wrestling because it is the best wrestling podcast. If Luke says not true, then say it. Then say it. Do any matter what you think, like The Rock. Oh, it okay. doesn't matter. Okay, so uh, let's do that again because it is the best wrestling podcast. I don't believe that. It doesn't matter what you believe. Uh, keep it up. Both awesome guys. Love the podcast. Funny as Fox. Oh, thank you so much, Psycho Zero. Thank Psych you, Zero. Psycho. And from, ooh, this is an emoji-filled username. Snail emoji. X. Uh, approximate figure. What's it, what is that called? It's like a squiggly. Like a squiggle. Squiggle. Uh, Slurms. Squiggle X. Squiggle. Mackenzie. Squiggle X. Snail emoji. Mm. Hashtag Redacted Nation. I look forward to every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday for Wrestle Ramble. It makes my commute to and from work bearable and makes Saturdays spent running errands pleasant. Just pleasant. Just pleasant. Nothing more than that. You helped me become a complete nerd for wrestling. Please never stop making content. Well, thank you. You know where the Patreon button is. (laughs) Thank you, Slams content. Thanks, Slams. Cheers, Slams. Uh, Yeah, well, we will be back on Wednesday for some Raw vs Smackdown review. Find out if Dolph Ziggler wins. Uh, Mm. We'll see you then. Love you, bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.